I realized that I was not unlovable. I was not, my standards weren't too high. I was not impossible. I just didn't realize my worth. And, and I was letting other people define that. And my identity was tied to being a mom and a wife and a homemaker. And today, my identity is that I'm a child of God. Hello and welcome. My name is Shelly Simonson. I'm a mom of four and a fitness and wellness coach with over two decades in the industry. I'm a trauma and cancer survivor living my life now on a mission to help you reclaim your voice, stand in your power, and build the confidence to not simply survive this life, but to thrive and create the life you know is waiting for you. It's time to get out of your own way and be her now. Hello, sister friends. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode five, and this is part two of the two-part series on unbecoming, rebuilding, and redefining our lives after divorce. So if you've been with me from episode one, I just want to thank you so much as I've kind of peeled back the layers of my story, which I know many of you can relate to and whether or not you've been through a divorce or just a hard, hard breakup, which I don't know a woman who hasn't. I hope that this episode today can bring you hope and encouragement. And I just want to tell you that before we even get started, there is abundant, beautiful, adventurous, healed life waiting for you on the other side. And I know that it doesn't feel like that in the moment, but there is. And so I hope that this episode can give you a glimmer of that and some encouragement. As I was uh, finding myself after my divorce, um, this broken, hurt, scared woman, I didn't even know what my future held, to be honest. I didn't know what my future looked like. It was almost as if it was like, as it was like if I were to close my eyes and imagine it, I could see a blank slate without any details, like a, a just a clean sheet of paper with nothing written on it. Even though I didn't know, what I knew was that that symbolized limitless opportunities for my future that would reveal themselves, that I would uncover and discover along the way as I rediscovered who I was. I found myself, when I, when I realized that my situation was not just a typical divorce, which is hard in and of itself, but that I was a victim of emotional abuse. I'm just going to call it what it is. I had to I had to come to that realization and speak that truth about it in order to start my healing. And when I discovered that this was not normal and all of these things that I was feeling and experiencing like these side effects were not normal. 
This was a trauma response. It was only then that I could start my true healing. I know that when we're going through something like this, it's really easy to start feeling trouble focusing, loss of appetite, um, lack of motivation. That's all normal. But realizing that I was, the things that I was experiencing were beyond that and that I had to work extra, extra hard to heal myself emotionally in order to move forward. That was the moment that I feel like a a switch just flipped, that I went, ah, this is what that is. Now I can learn about what that was and I can read the books and I can talk to my therapist about it and I can listen to the podcasts and I can really dive into this specific type of trauma healing. And for me, those symptoms were, and and keep in mind simultaneously, um, if you listen to, I believe it was episode three, where I talk about my cancer diagnosis in the middle of my divorce, I was diagnosed with thyroid cancer. And the loss of one's thyroid contributes to brain fog, memory loss, lack of concentration. It's crazy how much that affected. So it was like a double whammy for me, healing from my divorce and healing myself while at the same time recovering from cancer and the loss of my thyroid. So physically, it was, it was, it was those things like memory loss. And I remember... I remember, oh my gosh, a friend of mine um, talking about a situation that had happened and somebody said something and she goes, you don't remember that? Something that was said to me. And I was like, no, I don't. And it was one of those things like, how could you not remember that? And I realized the more that that I've learned about it since my divorce is that there's parts of our brain that hold on to memory and then parts that will shut down in in preservation. And there's so much of my past that I don't remember. And that's so sad for me to think that I was in self-protection mode for so long. And so post-divorce, dealing with that, um, and then mentally and emotionally, uh, just feeling so insecure, feeling um, this loss of, of self-worth, being made to believe that I was somebody else, um, second-guessing myself all the time, like excruciating for me to make decisions, small or big, just unmanageable. Like it's, it's completely unreasonable. And I fight through that to this day, and I'm learning how to make faster decisions. That's a skill that I'm, that I'm trying to learn and give myself more decisions to make so that I can practice building up that muscle. But um, trouble focusing, um, afraid to put anything out into the world, like I, wanting to advance my career and work on projects and things like that, but really just in perfectionism mode. Um, gosh, sleep. You know, um, struggling with that, um, depression, uh, 
realizing that for most of my marriage, uh, I fought with depression. And I kept myself on a cocktail of, of caffeine, uh, antidepressants, painkillers for legit back pain, um, vodka, um, you know, I mean, basically something to wake me up in the morning, something to uh, keep me on an even keel throughout the day, and then something to help me wind down. And I realize now, I mean, I know that all of that was just sh- trying to shut out my life and my reality and tuning out on Netflix at night and just avoiding my life. And that was that was the reality. And when I ended up on the other side of all that, I knew that I didn't want to hide underneath all of that anymore. And that that those coping mechanisms were keeping me numb from maybe, yeah, experiencing the, the pain of what I was going through, but also the beauty of everything else that was available to me in this life. I realized that I was not unlovable. I was not, my standards weren't too high. I was not impossible. I just didn't realize my worth. And and I was letting other people define that. And my, my identity was tied to being a mom and a wife and a homemaker And today, my identity is that I'm a child of God and that I want to experience every day of this beautiful, precious life. But that took a lot of healing and a lot of tools and a lot of resources once I was in the position to do that. So once I was out on my own, it was the problem wasn't that I didn't have the time or the energy or the resources to to move on it was that who i truly was was buried so deep within these layers of who i had believed i was and so it was a process like of peeling an onion peeling back those layers of insecurity loss of self-worth doubt fear perfectionism And healing my nervous system, really, because I existed in fight or flight mode. And actually, according to my therapist, I was in freeze mode. I didn't even know that there was a third. And now I I read that there's the fawn option. So there's fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And uh, I was a freezer. I was an avoider. I I thought uh, I was socially anxious, um, an introvert, uh, lazy. I would even probably describe myself as lazy. Like, Shelly, gosh, go out, go out, hang out, go hang out with your friends, go have some fun, you know, go play with the kids. And it was such a struggle every day to just pull myself up off the couch and, and live my life. I was in a perpetual state of avoidance of any responsibility 
And this was all to cope. It was like, like I put up this invisible shield, this buffer around myself to protect myself. But also in doing so, kept all the good out as well. And I knew that that was going to be, um, I, I, it was going to be necessary to figure all that out and work through that in order to live my best life because I swore to myself that I would not let my divorce be in vain. And if I could not rise up and be the mother that I wanted to be and needed to be for my kids, then my divorce would be in vain. Because the mother that they got it while I was in my marriage, I felt like I couldn't be the best that I needed to be for them. I couldn't be my best in that role. And now all of a sudden, when I had this opportunity to be, you bet your butt that I was going to take on the personal responsibility to figure my stuff out so that every day, every day, despite the heartaches, the struggles that were still coming my way, whatever, fill in the blank, that they were going to see a mom who was full of joy and happiness and emotions and showed her emotions, sad, happy, and everything in between, and who had the energy to be her best for them, and that this home that they entered into would be filled with light and love and a sacred, safe space for them. And that wasn't going to happen unless I owned my stuff and took personal responsibility for who I had become, whether or not I felt like it was somebody else's fault. You know, there comes a point where we have to own our stuff and say, okay, well, that happened. What am I going to do about it now? Am I going to play a victim to that for the rest of my life and let that, you know, like such a big part of it was like, I broke free. I busted out of that prison. I broke free from those chains and I will be damned if I let though that grip still take hold of me. I would still be a prisoner to it. So I would see my therapist. We would, we would work on the hard, hard stuff and the stuff that I could control about me and the things that I could work on for myself. I started learning about the central nervous system and uh, that, that fight or flight or freeze and uh, all of the ways that I could work to heal that. And it was everything from, you know, self-care, basically self-care, um, getting enough sleep and finding that silver lining when I didn't have my boys Instead of wallowing in the self-pity of not having them 50% of the time, I was taking naps. I was sleeping in when I needed to. I was pouring myself into my work, which is my passion and my calling and where I feel fulfilled and what made me feel really good. It was It's work that I love. I would take myself out to the beach for a day. I would drive. We have, you know, where I live here in Oregon, it's beautiful. And you can drive an hour and be up in the woods, or you can drive an hour the other direction and have your toes in the sand. And one day a week, 
I would take myself out to the beach and I would set up shop at a little coffee shop and get some work done for a few hours. And then I would go for a run on the beach and then I would buy myself dinner and I would have dinner with myself. And I love to think of have of, of doing things with myself. I got that from my friend, Jessica. She talks about being with herself versus by herself. I'm my own company. I am with myself. And I would I would sit and watch the sunset on the beach. Or I would just get lost up in the woods. No headphones. Just get out there and just listen to the birds and listen to the leaves crunch beneath my feet and listen to my breath. And 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 just going within myself. And meditation. And when I talk about meditation, you know, I, it wasn't this, it's not, and I still practice it. It's not this woo-woo new age thing for me. It's connecting to my breath and it's slowing down my body and my mind and I and focusing on God's word and focusing on the face of Jesus and really um, just allowing myself to be present there in that moment and letting anything else pass. And I found this really great app called Soul Space and it's about five minute meditations based on scripture and it's beautiful and it's just meditating on the word of God and there's nothing better. And, you know, five to 10 minutes later, that sense of calm and that sense of peace, I can take that with me throughout my day and I can tap into that and apply that in any circumstance throughout my day, when I'm not feeling at peace or calm, it's a practice that I've learned. Nutrition is huge. And nutrition and fitness have been my in my bones for over 20 years now and always a part of my life. And just focusing more on slowing down and going out for walks, balancing that with the high intensity things that I love to do, but slowing down and doing more stretching and more mobility and going for those walks in the woods. Um, and not drinking as much alcohol and not drinking as much coffee because I I no longer needed to something to jack me up and something to slow me down and something to calm me down. I was learning how to do that on my own. And it was a beautiful healing thing. And I promise you, I will never be done with that healing. Never. It's a lifelong process that I sign up for every single day to fight through the feelings, to acknowledge the feelings, to sit in the feelings, and to work through them. And to work on healing myself physically, internally, and mentally, and emotionally. And it's hard, hard work because there are still seasons in our life that we go through, that the kids and I go through post-divorce that are hard. But I want to leave you with this quote that I read that I thought was just so beautiful. And it just struck me as I was preparing for today's podcast, just thinking about uncovering who I truly am and having the courage to, to speak up and use my voice again. And it, this quote said, Along the way, you'll remember times when you didn't use your voice. Forgive yourself for those times and celebrate the fact that you are today. And that just touched my heart. We can't go back and change it. And we can't be a victim to it. In order for lasting change, we need to to take responsibility for what we are able to to work on. 
and the ways that we can change and grow within ourselves in order to be our best self, in order to be the best mother that we can, and in order to to create that future that we so longed for and that we knew was waiting for us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're loving what you're hearing and you know somebody who could benefit from this episode, please spread the love and share this with them. And I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to write a quick review wherever you're listening. Your feedback really matters to me. And don't forget to tag me on social media at Shelly Simonson Fitness on Instagram and share your favorite takeaway. Learn more about how you can get in touch with me in the show notes.